Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming up on TMS, done with a marvel. Here we go, a floundering. Why isn't he called He Hulk? Going down a monkey hole. Talking a stand. Marv Stone, action journalist. Fish and chips or extra fish and chips. Buster Keaton was alive. White man combo meal problems. Benedict Ratzenberger. Deny that. You can't. It doesn't suck until it does. Sampling Jane's fudge. TMS suggests you do your own research. Full-throated southern accents with Amy. Jumping off a cliff with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Eddie and Ray are friends. That's why Ray's walking his bike instead of riding home, so he can be with his friend, Eddie. Here's Jane. She's a friend. And guess what? She's going home to make some fudge. And she's inviting the fellows to come over later and sample it. Yes, sir, friendships are worth having, aren't they? The morning stream. The Morning Stream, because knowing is half the battle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for Thursday, May 19th, 1919, uh, 2022. <laughs> I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello. It's Thursday. It is, Woo, man. We're on the downslope of the week. Yep. I got one more. Let's see. What about twenty four? No, about thirty hours till my wife gets back. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet you're counting down. This is a long time for her to be oh, away because this is like a a like solid it. full week, right? Yeah, a whole seven days. And she, um, I was talking to her yesterday. They went floundering last night in the oh, in the sure. dark. I do, I do that anytime I podcast. <laughs> they went, uh, they went a floundering, which basically means they walk around the beaches of Bay St. Louis and catch flounder. Really? And uh, you bring it back, and those cook up real nice, and have a nice little uh, flounder uh, dinner yeah. thing. Yeah, it's all been about like getting back to the, their all their southern roots. Is all the siblings went? All the husbands oh. and wives all stayed home, so these were just a sibling trip. And uh, all they've done is like crab and and have a big crawfish boil and go pontoon she, boating. And she is going to come back with so many yummy recipes. I'm envious of the food that you're going to be enjoying over, you know, the next several months. Like either that or she'll be sick of it. Right. She'll be coming back. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't do something. Well, possibly. Yeah. yeah which would really suck yeah. because I want to benefit from her exit. Anyway, that'll be, uh, <laughs> hello, uh, hello, Jamie. That one's for you. <laughs> that one's here for you, buddy. All right. We're going to start things off today with, with something that I, I hesitated as to whether I should share it or not, but I've decided I think it's the right place to do it. 
also, I don't know for sure if this person's serious because it's the internet and I don't know anymore. I can't tell anymore if anyone's ever serious anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I hope this is serious because I want to. I want to. <laughs> I do too. I hope they write back. <laughs> I don't even know what shows they listen to. I assume they listen to this one, yeah. but here's what they wrote. I crossed their name out. I'm not here to smear anybody's name. I know. It's very nice of you. Here's what they say I'm done with Marvel, I think. Suddenly the Hulk is a girl now? Question mark, question mark. Uh, oh no, I should read this exactly how it was written. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm done with I'm done with a Marvel, I think. Oh, with a Marvel. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Suddenly the Hulk is a girl now. Question mark. Enough is enough. Capital or lowercase w. Will you be ta- uh, will you be talking a stand on your shows about this? I assume he means taking. Uh-huh. Or letting it slide like other woke <laughs> things. Signed anonymous. All right. <laughs> the the typos definitely make me feel like this is a serious email. Like there is nothing. Uh, yeah. Why would they do that if they were? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't tell. But okay. So let's just take issue with the whole with the with the claim. Suddenly the girl is or the Hulk is a girl now. I assume this is referencing She Hulk's trailer, She Hulk Attorney yes. at Law, which uh, they showed off for Disney Plus, which, the new series. I'm excited about that. Like uh, the the trailer, uh, they look I was great. Really wondering how they're going to do. There's just one point where it's like, oh, is that Shrek? Am mm. I looking at Shrek there? A mm. uh, little bit of Shrekking going on. A little bit of Shrekking, but um, no, Tatiana Maslany is going to make a great Jennifer. Uh, Walter? Jennifer Why do Walters? I think it, yes, yeah, no. right. Because I'm thinking, right. I'm, I'm confu- I don't want to confuse her with Jessica Walters, the late, great Jessica Walters. Jennifer Walters. Yeah, I think that's yes. it. Um, now, I would, I'm going to argue that this person who sent this message maybe didn't see the full trailer because in the trailer, the Hulk is in the trailer. Sure. The actual, you know, Bruce Banner business. Right. Well, I'm also going to be, I'm also thinking that they're unaware of the last 40 years of Marvel history where where there's been a She-Hulk. Well, that part I am 100% sure of. 40, yes. Yeah, Yeah. 80-something, right? Early 80s for her? I think 80. I think 1980. Jim Starlin created her? I think so. Oh, I could be wrong. Or was that a Stanley, a late Stanley edition, maybe? I can't remember. I'll have to look right here. Well, I mean, he... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, like a he. Oh, yeah, created by Stanley and John Basima. Yep. Oh, okay, there it is. Right. Uh, let's see. And you were right about the year, uh, 1980. So the Savage She-Hulk number one is where we first saw her in 1980. Right. And uh, I mean, were there people then that saw the cover and went, what? Oh, "Did the whole She-Hulk transition is a girl now? Yeah, what happens? A transition going on? I'm gonna boycott Marvel for. Did that happen then? No, or, or are we only that absolutely. stupid now? Is that how stupid we are now? Is the yeah, question? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the, the well said. That's how stupid we are now. Because <laughs> this person, I mean, if they'd watched the trailer or gave a crap, they would have seen. Oh, there's there's Mark Ruffalo playing the role of yeah. the Hulk, and he's talking to this other person who's clearly not him. And and duh, just duh, just a big giant D U H. I don't just know what else to big, say. Big fat duh. I have nothing yeah. else to say. I don't know what to say. If this guy's listening. I don't know if you're serious. Take, we should take a stand, uh, or we should talk a stand, Scott. All right, and, let's talk uh, a stand right now. Because I don't want to let this let this slide <laughs> like the other woke things. Let, let it is slide. Uh, yeah, here's Next my stand. Tell me they're going to make a black Spider-Man. I'm done. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, I'll bet that dude probably thought that too when he saw Miles Morales and went, "What? They made what? Spider-Man black? There's a, what? There's a Spider-Woman now? Oh, I'm done. Yeah." <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know what to say. Because here's, I, I really feel this lately. I feel this oh, thing this of like. This really going to poop when they see uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, oh boy. they'll lose their minds. Yeah, watch that trailer. <laughs> you want to see who Thor is? I'm not going to want to give anything away here, but. Mm. Mm. Uh, but no, like, I can't tell. The irony is over. Parody is gone. I can't tell anymore. This This person might be totally yanking my chain. Could totally be, yes. I, I don't I, know. I don't know. But also I could see somebody saying this because everyone's stupid now. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to take it except to say, do a little research. If you're hearing us talk and you're serious about this, go read up on the history of She-Hulk. Uh, a really great recent run of that uh, comic happened, and I cannot remember who wrote it or who drew it. But it's like it's that. amazing. It's very good. My guess cool. is that the, the tone of the trailer reminded me of that read. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so cool. I think they're probably pulling from that, kind of like the Matt Fraction stuff heavily influenced the uh, the Hawkeye uh-huh. TV show. So I think they're pulling from that more recent thing. Anyway, uh, and learn maybe go learn, do some learning. Yeah, do know. a little research, find out that oh, this has been around for a while. She's a cousin. Uh, there's there's something actually more to this than just. Uh, you know, woke things. Yeah, woke things, as he says. Also, uh, turn on uh, auto correction in your browser, because uh, <laughs> a lot of these would have oh, had no. little red onlines or un- talking uh, is a word, and and uh, <laughs> done with a marvel. I mean, none of these, none of these would have been caught by by spell checker. He yeah, but the grammar, grammar checker, yeah, the grammar checker. No, you get, you yeah. should get a little green line under everything is what you should get. Right, exactly. Yeah, so, Grammarly. Yeah. They were, a, they were a sponsor for a while. Grammarly. Oh yeah, Grammarly. What happened to them? They're around, right? Yeah, they're I think doing they're stuff. around. I think they're still there. Yeah, I think you can still install their little uh, deal and do their stuff. Yeah. Anyway, She Hulk, a long history that this guy didn't know. Right. I recommend he uh, learn. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't know she was a member of the Fantastic Four for a while. She was one of one of her like one of those great costumes. She was in that uh, in the era of the um, Fantastic Four where they had the light blue and white costumes. Yeah, they were kind of cool. As a matter of fact, the the She Hulk mini that I painted is wearing that costume, I believe, or a version of that costume. So, did that mean that there was someone else in the Fantastic Four that was sidelined? So, Hulk, kept- Hulk, I mean, a thing was Hulk thing was out for a while. So, She Hulk. Okay, because they'll never have yeah. more than four is the rule. I right? want to say yeah. Ben Graham had, had gone back to human form and was palling around with Alicia Masters for a while, and so She-Hulk came in. And yeah, mm. What do you think? Okay, so one of the problems people seem to be having with this is that she's not hulky enough. Right, right, right. And my experience with She-Hulk has always been she was never... She was never she was, just shredded. Yeah, the she way. was never built like right. She was never built like Mrs. Shrek. Right, <laughs> and she also didn't go extreme like uh, you know how the Hulk loses his mind and can't even hardly talk in the beginning, right. and eventually can right. say words. And then you know if you follow the MCU, there's a whole thing there. But but the beginnings are all and you know smash is the biggest word you know. But in her case, she didn't lose any of her like. No, she's she still has all of her intelligence and wherewithal. Like she still. You know, she still gets angry, and also for a while she just couldn't she couldn't change back, right? Like she was always in She Hulk form and mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't like shrink back down to normal. So she would do her lawyer things as She Hulk. She would be a lawyer. She'd be in court mm-hmm. uh, doing lawyer things, doing lawyer things <laughs> like Ally McBeal, but green. That's how she did. Right? Them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And I hope <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, and exactly. I, yeah. <laughs> what I hope is uh, they focus because this last the run I read, what made the comic good wasn't that she turned green and kicked ass. Right. Was that she was just a really kick butt lawyer, and everybody had to kind of deal with the fact that she's strong, tall, and green. But really smart, her cross examinations like it was more of a courtroom drama. That comic, mm-hmm. kind of hope that's mm-hmm. what they do here. Like I know yeah. f- fans are going to want uh, smash and kick about. Yeah, you're going to want both. I mean, yeah. we don't need we don't need another Boston legal or something just with one of the characters happen to be big and green. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, no, I mean we want uh, you know I don't know who the I saw the little snippet of uh, who I think is a villain guy, but I couldn't tell. I don't know who the marvel bad is going to be in this one right like you know we had uh uh we've had kingpin we've had what would you assume do you have any guess you have any guesses what they'll do like who they'll tap for that no i don't i well you do see a little bit of the abomination in uh in the trailer oh right and what's his name's in it like a little emil blonsky yeah um what's his face uh, pulp Uh, fiction guy tim roth yeah yeah i like tim roth and he was that he was that in something uh was it the Hulk movie? Uh, he with- was in Shang Chi. Uh, we saw Abomination recently. Okay, I can't uh, not, remember. Uh, not not Tim. When we saw, you know, full anger Abomination. Not not uh, we didn't see Tim Roth in there. But For some reason Tim Roth I thought was already shown off as something, or he was teased in another thing. But maybe I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, watch for that. Yeah. Coming soon. Oh, Joe Guy Art says it's Titania. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because she's played by, oh, shoot, who, uh, now that you say that, or Titania, I can't, I don't know how, uh, Titania. Titania. Sounds like something my car's made out of. Uh, let's see. And Wong is going to be in this, probably. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Benedict Wong is in it. He's, he is. He yeah. straight up is. Like, that guy is now is. everywhere. I'm telling you, was it this show where I said my theory is that he's going to be the uh, the Nick Fury of the new phase, the new Avengers phase? Like I think you're right. He's going to be the one that gathers Avengers together. Feels like it. Maybe he'll be the one that rescues the Nick Fury from wherever the hell he's stuck right now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some uh, things I haven't see seen, here. so I probably wouldn't know the answer to that. Played by, oh, yeah, Jamila Jamil from uh, the, good, the Good Place. Oh, yeah. She's good. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Well, I'm all in for all of this. I think it sounds like a good time. The trailer made me happy. All the other, the other here's the only other thing to say. This guy, if you have, if you hear this and, and this teaches you something, <laughs> send us a follow up. I'm open to it. You know, right. you sound like maybe you're a little bit you're playing some sports team sports here and and that's fine everybody's got their weird thing they glom onto and all their little little favorite words everyone says and all that i'm not i don't want to judge you too harshly because i don't know you but i'd love to hear your now what do you say now that we've fed you Mm -hmm. the information that is actually correct about she hulk and he's getting getting email and say you know what you guys are absolutely right i'm sorry i've installed a grammar checker on my browser and i'm back to loving marvel and thank you guys for opening my eyes please more woke things yep i'm sure that's it that's gonna be the email we're gonna get i'm sure that's it um i will take look things i will (laughs) i will i will i will talk a stand right now on the show you ready here's my stand all right please talk a stand uh she Taco Hulk is, stand. Taco stand. <laughs> she Hulk is cool. Uh, Scott is. Uh, I'll talk to myself in the third person. Scott is happy that Marvel is doing things 
side weird low-key things mm-hmm. i don't mean low-key things um it with the mcu right now <laughs> like they're not yeah they're not like just going and the next captain america is. like they're they're taking their time right. they're doing fun little side sidey things and i like that even though i'm not caught up on all of it i think it's a really cool way to do this so, I agree, and since yeah. and since we got because we recently got a uh, Ms. Marvel trailer as well um, with uh, the Kamala Kamala uh, Khan, yeah, Kamala Khan, yeah, or Kamala Khan, yeah. Um, uh, are those two shows going to be? Are we going to get a, a, to a point where Disney is airing two Marvel shows at the same time? Oh my gosh! Usually we don't get the trailer for one until the other one's done. Right? Yeah, no kidding. Plus, you're going to run. Uh, isn't cert- I think there's some crossover on the Star Wars side with uh, Kenobi and. Uh, what Ms. Marvel's going to appear in Kenobi? No, I'm no. But this yeah, idea that they cross over stuff, yeah, I, I feel like they're they're stacking their deck this year. They got a lot going on. Although I guess the obviously the 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 Obi Wan stuff doesn't take place in the same time frame as the Mandalorian and Boba Fett stuff. No, but the but the Ahsoka stuff does or would. Um, oh, no, no, not necessarily. I don't know. Are they doing prequel crap with the, with the, the Ahsoka character or Ashoka character? Have you say her name? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Because she was there all along. Well, they wouldn't be able to use um, uh, what's her face if they do, right? They'd have um, to de-age her some. They'd yeah. have to de-age her quite a bit, yeah. yeah. Or maybe they do it as like a they do it in flashbacks or something, and then do the the crossover with um, with young with 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 uh, young Ben. Do you think in a live action way, Marvel ever Marvel and and um, Disney or Disney in general ever yeah. crosses Marvel with Star Wars like some kind of stunt one off? Oh man! Type thing? All right, how would they do this? This is a really good question. All right, um, how would they do this? So, I don't know. Uh, gosh dang it! No, you know what? They can't because um, because in Civil War, Tom Holland talks about the Empire Strikes Back and taking uh, Giant Man down like they did the walkers in that old Star Wars movie. Okay, you're right. So he's, they've acknowledged they live the universe. The MCU is... The, they've acknowledged is, that Star Wars is a movie in the MCU. Yeah, they yeah. can't... I don't think they can do it either. Like, you can get yeah. away with this in comics all the time, like that Doctor Who TNG crossover, and, you know, you can do weird right, stuff in comics, right. but I don't think you can get away with it in live action like Could that. Could you do it in Star Trek? Could you say Star Trek? I think... I think uh, Tony Stark has has ruined any possibility of a lot of these crossovers with the nicknames he's given people, right? Yeah. So we can't, you know, we'll never get a Point Break uh, MCU crossover. <laughs> we'll, we'll never get a uh... yeah. All his smarmy smarmy uh, talk has gotten him put, painted him in a corner. We can't have these That's crossovers right, exactly. Now. Yes, Transformers. There you go. Bring them over. We got it. Yeah. Transformers meet. Um, <laughs> Please X- don't X Men Sentinels. I, I don't. Then know. I will be done with a Marvel. I think <laughs> that'll be the last a Marvel movie you see. Exactly. I'm done with a Marvel. Uh, hey, you know fantastic. what? I uh, so this is so cool. So yesterday, um, Tadpooler Mo Oranos, and oh. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing uh, their name, mm-hmm. but they said, "Hey, if you ever see the." Uh, on the hook food truck come through Denver you need to go and and uh, uh, and check it out it's excellent on the hook it's like, oh on the oh. hook yeah it's like okay. oh okay on the hook sounds good I don't know can uh, I predict well, you know, uh, it sounds like fish maybe some sort of fish it is fish yeah I looked at I follow the website and sure enough it takes me to 
their menu, which is like fish and chips and um, uh, wild cod, Alaskan cod, and um, and chips. Right? I mean, they they literally have two things on their menu, three yeah. things on their menu: yeah. fish and chips, yeah. extra fish, yeah. extra chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you walk up and, and basically they just say, "How many orders would you like?" They don't even like you know do anything uh, like outside of that. Sure. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, like, I'm at their website looking at things. It says, oh, see when we will be in your area. And so I click over there and it's like, oh, they're in Wyoming and, and New Mexico and, you know, Montana and bouncing around in all these different places. And then I says, oh, Denver, when, when are you going to be in Denver? Because I click that and it gives like a little schedule of when they're going to be in Denver. Oh, May 18th at the Arvada 24-hour fitness until 7 p.m. Oh, my gosh. And I look up at the calendar. It is May 18th. And I think, well, what the heck? I'm going over and getting fish and chips. This yeah. is like the, the most perfect timing. Yeah, no kidding. How was it? I was going to tell you that I am going to keep their their calendar on my, like, alerts list and whenever they're in freaking arvada i'm going and getting fish and chips from them it was fantastic well let's see like, we had some good fish and chips in ireland we had the best fish and chips in ireland the best fish and chips the, in ireland. the best yeah never been better however this is this is uh some of the best like good not over breaded crispy breading thick fat uh um french fries with it chips with it yeah uh yeah, this is... Uh, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Okay, uh, look at the photo. Yeah. Well, I have to wait until June... Sorry, is this May? Yeah, that's... I have to wait until June 12th, but they're going to be right up the road from me on June 12th. There you go. Put it put it on your calendar, Scott. Okay. I'm, I'm dead serious, yeah. Like, I'm going... This is a weird thing. I've never heard of a food truck that travels around the country. It's weird, isn't it? It's a little weird. It's mostly that, the yeah, West, th- but... This, this wide of Earth? Yeah, absolutely. I would think that it'd be... Um, you know, like, like, oh, we're in Colorado. We just have one truck in Colorado and it zips around all these other Colorado spots. But yeah, that's and maybe they do. Maybe they have. Um, uh, I'm sorry, battered, not breaded, Claire. Oh my gosh, she's battered, gonna have geez. a heart attack. Calm down, all Claire. Marks, all those caps and question marks. My God, gin battered for her. That's how they do it. Gin battered, battered with uh, gin. But I'm yes. looking here, so they've got like they're they they are coming to Utah on the 26th, so just next week. But it's. It's Salem, then Logan, then Hurricane, then Cedar City. Like, it's way far from me. So I'm going to wait till the 12th and do this. That sounds fantastic. So it was good then. You really liked it is the point. It was excellent. Yeah. Like you said, uh, uh, when I see them coming back through uh, Colorado, I'm going. I'm, Mm. I'm, uh, yeah, it was damn tasty. That sounds great. I'm not even like a fish and chips guy, but when it's done right, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't deny it. You can't deny that. No, can't deny that. 12th of June. And chips <laughs> there you go. Off exactly. the hook, yeah. or on the hook rather, because that's the whole thing. All right. Uh, well, now it's written down, and now I will get it, and I will uh, contrast and compare when we come back. There but, we go. Yep. But right now, I did send the oh, yeah. I did send the uh, crazy neighbors, the Wisconsin crazy neighbors, there last night. I said, you know, it was really good. They'll be they'll be the final decision maker because I mean, if anyone knows fish and chips here in the U.S., it's going to be somebody from Wisconsin and. Oh, that's you know, right. Say, yeah. eh, it was blah, blah, blah. It wasn't very good. Blah, 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 blah. Proper proper cheese heads need to weigh in on right, uh, how exactly. that went. All right, check yes. this out, you guys. It's time for this. 
Yes, that's right. Time to read this with Amy Robinson. Red Fraggle 3 joining us as she does every Thursday to talk about books we should read. Hello, Amy. Welcome back. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Pretty good. We're good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. I feel, you know, I actually got some sleep last night, which is a departure from the rest of this week. So I feel moderately human. I haven't slept at all this week. It's been a bad week for sleep. In fact, this morning, as my goal this morning was, all right, Scott, you're going to, you're tired, but you're going to get up, you're going to shower, you're going to take the walk or take the dog for like a 30 minute walk. You're going <laughs> to take the walk for a dog. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to take this morning by the shorties and give it, give it what for? Nah, just kind of rolled out a little late and put on this shirt. Who knows if I, how, I don't know how I smell today. Who knows? Whatever. Kim's gone. You just live like you live like thieves while she's gone, and that's just the way it is. Carter, do some dishes while I'm down here, will you? Get that going. <laughs> do you do you have the thing? I have the thing where like when Chuck is out of town, I don't sleep as well. Mm, like same. I just it yeah. just doesn't I don't I it's just not I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Something not right. You I know what else feel- happens is I'll wake up uh like last night I sneezed really hard in the middle of the night because there's some allergies going on around here. And my first thought was, oh, crap, I woke him up. And then I was like, no, she's not even in here. (laughs) I could blare like heavy metal in here. She would not wake up. I could do whatever I want, but I don't want to. I'd rather have her here. I'd rather have her here to wake up, you know? Anyway. Right. It'll be. Meanwhile, she's like, she's, she's sleeping great and going a floundering. Oh yeah. She's fine. She's living the, and her accent (laughs) came back. Floundering we shall go. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta record with her for skin before she loses it again. Cause sure. I can hear her accent. Like Southern accent has come back kind of full swing every time she goes down there. So uh, I got to try to capture some of that for listeners. We'll see if we can do it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I should I should call in you, to you guys sometime. Like I should call my mom right before I do this segment or something. And then you guys can hear what my accent really sounds like. Oh, my gosh. I would so, love to hear your your yeah. full throated Southern it's Bell a, accent. It's yeah. a thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I have I have two things. Um, I need to two little housekeeping things I need to mention. Sure. Um, one is a couple weeks ago I uh, I was talking about Terry Pratchett novels and we had I had sort of mentioned that um, I had heard that there might be a TV adaptation of the Guards books, but I wasn't sure. Turns out there is. Oh. And I was correct that it's set in the modern day, but. Apparently, from some friends of mine who are fans of Discworld, it is not bad. Uh, so they enjoyed it. It's on BBC America, which is why I I don't have that. So I didn't know that it had come out. So correction there. There is, in fact, a uh, it's called The Watch is the name of the show. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So check that out if you like the guards books. Is it Go good? Make- is it is it well uh, regarded, received? I whatever? mean, yeah. I mean, like like I said, I have friends who I trust who are fans of Discworld, and they said they enjoyed it. So hmm. you know, I'm I'm willing to if I, if I can find a way to get it, I'm I'm willing to give it a shot because you know, at one point years ago, Scott, you said a thing, and I've 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 held on to it for a long time. It doesn't suck until it does. Yeah, there you go, nailed oh. it. Well done. Yeah, how do you know? Oh, there you go. How do you know until you know? You don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, exactly. This new look, I don't know if anyone heard, but and I didn't even know about it. I don't know how this slipped under my radar, but uh, George Miller's about to put a new movie out, and I didn't even know he's working on one. Mm. And it looks insane oh, and really? amazing, it's... and I can't uh-huh. freaking wait. Uh, it's called, 
Hold on. Babe three. Pig in the pasture. Uh, I wish. Uh, although somebody on my plate. Somebody did. Somebody did tell Who me. Who ordered that. the bacon? Someone did say this Babe three uh, revival sure looks weird, is what they said. But um, it's called Three Thousand Years of Longing. Uh, it's completed and it's got your. It's got Idris Elba, Tilda Swinton. Here's your s- summary. Oh. A lonely you had me at Idris Elba. I know. And then, and then I had you again at Tilda Swinton. She's great. Mm-hmm. A lone scholar or a lonely scholar on a trip to Istanbul discovers a djinn. So like a, I guess those are like. D-J-I-N-N djinn? Yeah, like those. As opposed to a Claire djinn? Yeah. That's all I think of when I say djinn. Who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom, what she wants is love, but can can but can and should he grant it to her? That sounds like who knows what the hell all that is. All I know is George Miller's making a movie, and the trailer looks crazy. So pfft, I'm losing my mind. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. But hey, that's one example of it won't suck until it does. So right. exactly, just, exactly. Just a, and you know. my husband always says whenever we, we see a movie or something, and we're like, eh, I heard this wasn't good. My husband always <laughs> says, I hope this is the best movie I've ever seen. Uh, there you, you know, know. I, that's such a good positive attitude. I agree. Right. Like, I mean, you know, why why would you go into an experience expecting it to be right. bad? Yeah, because then 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 your expectations are low, Morbius, and then you won't be disappointed, Venom. (laughs) Yeah, Morbius. Sure. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, you can you can expect a thing. You'd be like, okay, you know, I'm I'm here seeing you know some horrible you know. I don't know. I can't think of a thing right now, but I'm seeing something that looks campy and dumb. I expect it to not be great cinema, but I can still hope that I have a wonderful time watching it. Yeah. I think you you probably will. Uh, Well, all right. It's good to have you here. Uh, Let's dive into these uh, books this week. So you've got two files for me, but um, I guess one is the book and then the other is the thing that made itself based on the book or something. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and play the the audiobook one, the one that's labeled audiobook, and then um, and then I'll tell you about it. And then, you know, you can decide if you want to play the, the other clip or not, like based on if we have time. All right, here we go. I went into Dad's study and found his biography of Francois Rabelais. I liked reading biographies of writers, even if, as was the case with Monsieur Rabelais, I'd never read any of their actual writing. I flipped to the back and found the highlighted quote. Never use a highlighter in my books, my dad had told me a thousand times, but how else are you supposed to find what you're looking for? So, this guy, I said, standing in the doorway of the living room. Francois Rabelais. He was his poet, and his last words were, I go to seek a great perhaps. That's why I'm going. So I don't have to wait until I die to start seeking a great perhaps. And that quieted them. I was after a great perhaps, and they knew as well as I did that I wasn't going to find it with the likes of Will and Marie. I sat back down on the couch between my mom and my dad, and my dad put his arm around me, and we stayed there like that, quiet on the couch together for a long time until it seemed okay to turn on the TV, and then we ate artichoke dip for dinner and watched the History Channel. And, as going away parties go, it certainly could have been worse. Well, that sounds like Will Wheaton to me. Yes, it is Will Wheaton. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this book is, um, it's another John Green book. Um, it's called Looking for Alaska. This was actually his first book that he published. And, um, and yeah, so the, the narration is done by Will Wheaton. And, um, you know, so I get kind of a twofer because there is a, a TV series that goes along with this book. 
Now, I will say this is a young adult novel, but there's a lot of mature themes in it. So this is not for, you know, don't just like hork this book at your 12 year old and tell him to go have fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like there's a lot of drinking and, you know, underage drinking and sex and smoking and that kind of thing happening. So, you know. Yeah, parental guidance is advised. Um, sure. But but it is a really really good story. Uh, I have a story about reading this book. It's slightly slightly spoilery, so if you don't want a spoiler, like fast forward a little bit. But everybody knows when they go to read The Fault in Our Stars, yeah. right? You you know to have your tissues ready for that mm-hmm. book, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're reading about teenagers with cancer. It's not a spoiler. That's going to be sad. What? Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you you know what you're getting with that one. So I read that was my first introduction to John Green as an author. And I read The Fault in Our Stars and, of course, was weeping copiously. And I needed to just like jump into another book. And I thought, okay, well, his first novel, Looking for Alaska, that one, that'll be safe. Right. Yeah. No, no, you need no. tissues for that one, too. And oh, I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to be quite that spoilery. But no, you definitely have the tissues ready for this book as well. And I I actually it was it was the middle of the night and I was doing the insomnia. I'm I'm reading and reading, reading. And I, I got to a really page turny point in the book. And then I realized what had happened and I texted my friend and I was like, what the hell is wrong with John Green? Why does he want me to ball like yeah, this? You yeah. know. This sounds like so. books I need to make Carter read. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're Aww. they're great, but yeah, it's um it is it is to be to be read expecting to, you know, need some Kleenex. Mm. But um but it's great. And I recently found the the TV show is on Hulu. That's the other clip I sent you. So if you want, we oh, can play yeah, the, let's play that because I'm curious totally what this is like. Yeah. So let's play the mm-hmm. Hulu you say is where this is showing? Alright, I'm going to play it real quick. Here we go. I'm fascinated by last words. My favorite last words ever. I go to seek a great perhaps. You must be the new roommate. Welcome to Color Creek, Miles. I call him Pudge. Ah, the colonel and his irony. Who's that? Alaska Young. Alaska? My reputation precedes me. What's up, scrub? You grow this summer, bud? You have to excuse them, Pudge. They had everything in life handed to them. Looks like we're going to war. There has been an outbreak of pranks on campus. I hope you two are staying out of trouble. Ooh, hot damn. I didn't think you could look any more handsome. Simon Bolivar. You know what his last words are. How will I ever get out of this labyrinth? What do they mean? That's the mystery, isn't it? How much is he trying to escape? The world or the end of it? I'm interested in those things too. Interesting. What so so what do they call this? What's the name of the show? Was it it's called? called Looking for Alaska? Oh, yeah. Okay. Same same name. And um and John Green was an executive producer, so it's a pretty oh. it's a so far, it's a pretty direct adaptation. Um and you know, there's a there's some extra things in there because they they expanded it out into a limited series. So there's some things in there that weren't in the book, but so far I'm not missing anything and they haven't really changed anything on me. That's and good. so it's yeah. really good. The only thing I will say is that it takes place at this boarding school in rural Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a guy in it. They they all call him the Eagle. He's you know one of the the teachers there. He's basically his job is to catch them doing bad stuff. Mm. And uh, but the he this dude lives in deep South Alabama, and the guy they cast has no accent. Uh, there's no freaking way that dude would sound like Hicksville, you right. know. Like mm. so, that one. It's uh, it's that one is that just that little part of it is al- almost takes me out of it just a little bit. Kind of like watching uh, Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, you know, where he's the only one that doesn't have mm. an English accent. Mm. But but yeah. So but it's it's a it's a really it's a really good book. It's a really good story. And so far, I'm only like four episodes into the TV show, but I'm really into the TV show as well. So I am quite enjoying. And Brian, um, you would yes. probably like it for the music in it because oh, really? there are some fantastic covers in here. There's a the episode we just watched last night had this really, really good haunting cover of um that song Take Me Out. You know, the I oh, say yeah. you don't know yeah. you say you know Killers, I think yeah. 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 But like it was this really great cover and, and um and and they did it like this in like a minor key and the you know like a a woman's voice and it was very haunt- and I was like oh wow that's a take on this song that's really cool so oh very cool yeah, I'm looking to see if there's a um a soundtrack there's looks like there's music oh we're being corrected day. it's Franz Ferdinand oh not I'm the sorry killers. Franz yeah. Ferdinand see okay I will yeah. say that that is a I always get those two confused mm. damn it. And I've even seen Franz Ferdinand in concert, so there's no excuse. But, they have similar yeah. sound, though, for the t- yeah, to they, your they credit. They do. They came out right yeah. around the same time. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, TV's Travis and Hank the Crab. Yeah, Hank the Crab. <laughs> That's Hank a great crab. name. <laughs> Hank the Crab, you're my new favorite name in the chat. That's amazing. Um, uh, I there really like no this. soundtrack with the covers on it, sadly, it looks like. Oh, nope, I take that back. Oh, oh, oh. Well, there it is. Yep, Young Summer does that cover, and uh, there's Modest Mouse. There's a cover of "I Will Follow You Into the Dark." Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't this. gotten to that one yet because yeah. I love that song. Yeah, this looks like it's um, a mix of originals and and covers, but I'll be checking this out later. Nice. The cool. uh, that yeah, Kristen so, oh, Kristen ahead, that Kristen Froseth who plays Alaska, um, she's great. She's really mm-hmm. good in things. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other thing I saw her in. It was something like, uh, uh, was it, oh, the first, not the first lady. What am I thinking of? The society? Anyway, she's really good. So uh, that that's enough to make me want to uh, check. The, oh, my gosh, she's my daughter's age. I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> she's still good. She's good no matter what. But uh, I mean, what do you expect? She's in a, she's in a YA, uh, you know, she's yeah. in a right. young adults uh, series on Hulu. Yeah, it sounds like fun though. Um, <clears throat> cool. Well, I didn't, and and the book as read by Will Wheaton also a good experience, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I this is one where I haven't consumed the entire audiobook, but you know, I typically like Will Wheaton's narration, so um, I would say yeah. I I mean, I like. I like this one for just reading it myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I've I've read it a couple times. I do have to be I do have to kind of prepare myself for reading this one, but yeah. but it's worth it. It's worth it's worth reading. It's good. Well, uh so. again, it's called <clears throat> Looking for Alaska. The twenty nineteen miniseries is also available on Hulu, so you can catch that if you want to. And of course the book and audiobook found wherever you find audiobooks and books. Uh, very nice. Uh, anything else going on for you before we see you next time? Oh yeah. So Brian, I'm sorry. Yes. I 
I ruined <laughs> guess the connection last week. I I just I have a, such a thing with games. I'm like, oh, I have to play the game, and I have to. Oh, you, oh you wait, I have an answer, and so yeah, I just you know what? It's, it's totally fine. And again, I've got to compliment Chuck on being able to to like he got it way quicker than I thought anybody would get it. Uh, so you didn't ruin it. You're absolutely fine. There's no. But it will it will cause me to put some new rules up on the uh, uh, the the Twitch overlay that I use. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time, if I have won recently, I will just I will text just you what DM I think me. the answer exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'll be like I'll be like, okay, I know I can't win, but I want you to know yes. that I got this. Yes. <laughs> you know? Very very cool. Uh, okay. No, but the person that we bequeathed the uh, the prize to still hasn't e- emailed me, so I still have those really cool prizes sitting here on my desk. And uh, oh, well, oh, this little like story will yeah. to tomorrow if uh, you know if if I don't hear from them. Yeah, a little bit of a redemption arc for you there uh, for there, yeah. Amy. There, uh, I was going to ask right. you real quick. Um, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, shoot! It threw you threw me with that. Now I forgot. It was a question about a book, and now I don't remember. Damn it! Ah, gosh, dang oh, it! No. All right, I'll remember it later. I'm between books right now, and it was a question specifically about what I'm doing next, and I can't remember what the hell I was going to ask. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> start reading Discworld. Start and and is now the time. Start. Now this now is the time you're saying I should. Now do this is now. the time. Right. You should start with <laughs> Mort. Start with a book called Mort. Mort. Okay. Yes, that M O R T. That is my re- specific Scott recommendation for where it, you should start Discworld. Is it about a guy who wears plaid or about death? Because those are the two things that I think of when I hear Mort. It is about death. Yes. Okay. All right. But I mean, you know, the capital D death, like in you sure, know, sure, so, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you've read Good Omens, it's a similar death character. Okay. You know, so I have read. There, well, yeah, I've seen Good Omens. I haven't watched it, but I like the death character in Good Omens. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm wearing. So. Plaid, so I got half the Brian's uh, deal done. I'll oh, have to you got all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'll start reading it. Okay, that's you know what? That's as good as any question I would have had. So there you go. That's the yeah, book I'll read. There you next. go. That's my that's my recommendation for you. Is a, if you need a book to read, go go. Mort is a quick read, and that and it is a great introduction to Discworld. And that way, if you don't, if you absolutely are like, Ugh, I don't like this, then you kind of know Discworld isn't for you. But uh, I know that there it's huge, sprawling universe, and so it's kind of intimidating. So yeah. I, I feel like it's good for somebody to give you like, okay, start here. Sure. Start with this one. No, I like that. Yeah. I like the I like a little bit of direction with this sort of stuff. So, uh, thank you. And also, uh, have a fantastic week. Make sure you look her up everywhere you want to look for her. She's uh, Red Fraggle Three on everything, and uh, she's got a great TikTok account. So I recommend following that. Uh, Amy, have a great week. We'll see you next time. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was cool. All right, uh, we're going to do one <clears throat> news story. It's going to be a good one, so sit <laughs> back and... I know, one. I watch the news. It's the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Uh, we celebrate cover songs, uh, covers of songs that are now uh, uh, able to join AARP. Yeah, these are songs that uh, turn 50 this year, and some of them, some of these songs may surprise you. Things Whoa. like uh, Doctor My Eyes by Jackson Brown. Who would have thought that that was 50 years old? Or uh, Tumbling Dice by the Rolling Stones. Or uh, Hold Your Head Up by Argent. Listen to the music by the Doobie Brothers. Anyway, really good covers of all of those things. Suffragette City by David Bowie, for Pete's sake, is 50 years old. 
And uh, and David Bowie did predict Kanye West on the cover of uh, that album that this oh. is featured on. Uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars does have a, a sign that says K-West on it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Well, I'm now I'm mad at them, and, we'll, and, and now I don't want to talk to them anymore because he's weird. <laughs> uh, whatever. No, that sounds good. That's a good Coverville awaits all of you tomorrow at 139. That's right. Yeah. Not tomorrow, today, Scott. Today, I today. mean, today's Thursday. Today, 1 p.m. Today's Thursday, today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash cover. Yeah, why did I say one thirty? and why did I say tomorrow? I don't know. I, yeah. You'd like me to do this tomorrow at one thirty? I could change it if you really want me to. No, I could totally we'll be in the middle it. of our play date. We can't have that, so right. forget oh, it. Oh, that's right, play date tomorrow. Oh, can I, hmm, that's mm. interesting. Can I do a guess the connection tomorrow? I'll make it happen. Yeah. We're going early, so you should, right? Should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Real quick story. A mystery monkey in the news. <laughs> Pretty excited. Mystery monkey. Yeah. Mystery monkeys are always exciting. This is in Borneo. Uh, they say it may be a rare hybrid monkey, and scientists are actually worried about it. So six years ago, tour guide Brendan Miles was traveling down the Kinabatagan River. Do you think that's right? Sure. Did I get that right? I think that's exactly right. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't feel good about it. Kinabatagan. Batangan. Kinabatangan. There you go. That's probably it. That's probably it. Uh, this is that river in the Malaysian part of Borneo. Um, he was spotted, or he spotted an odd-looking primate he had not seen before. He snapped a few pictures of the monkey, uh, and then, upon reaching home, checked these images. At first, I thought it could be a morph of the silvered uh, silvered leaf monkey meaning a member of the species with rare color variations. But then he noticed other details. Its nose was long, like that of a proboscis monkey. Or proboscis oh, yeah. monkey. You know the kind with the weird... Uh, yep, with the weird... Uh, yes, with the very prominent probos- proboscis. Yeah, the, the Jimmy Durante one looking one. Yeah, exactly, yes. Uh-huh. Ask your dead grandparents about that guy. Um, <laughs> Cha-cha! <laughs> I only my only connection to him is cartoons that made yes, fun of him. That's it. Totally. Yep. It's exactly. Growing up right. watching Bugs Bunny on the weekend, you would see that guy once in a while. The other connection you sh- you should have is um, it's a mad 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 world because he's the he's the guy that starts that whole thing. His car goes like he's the one that has the car accident, and then says it's buried underneath the big W. Oh, and then he dies, and everybody races off to. to go deal with so this is where I admit I've never seen that movie. <gasps> I know. I know. Oh, let me be let me be the Scott to your Carter okay. and tell you you need to watch It's a Mad 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 World. It okay. is I'll do it. I just have never oh, done it. Oh, dude, this is like a you're going to spend the whole movie going, "Oh, that guy's probably dead now. Oh, she's dead. Oh, they're dead. Oh, he's dead. Oh, pe- <laughs> she probably died right after the movie, Ethel Merman." But um uh it's it's funny, Greg for Walkman says the original. There, it is the. I mean, there would never was a remake unless you count Rat Race. Yeah, Rat <laughs> Race is no is no. Uh, from my understanding, no since I hadn't seen true it, true remake. I mean, it's similar premise and everything, very similar premise. But uh, so, like the, the the Cannibal Run movies, are they in the same vein? No, no. Okay, it's more like a like this is a an actual staged race that people compete in. Uh, Mad 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 World is. Oh, this guy just said that there's a lot of money buried under a big W in Santa Monica. Okay, well, let's let's go on about our lives. But then everybody says, no, we're going to go. I just wanted to tell everybody that we weren't going to go mm. after the money. And mm. so everybody, like Buddy Hackett and uh, uh, the dude, from the, the father from My Three Sons and uh, oh, Ethel Berman and uh, Jonathan Winters. And I mean, it's such a great cast. It sounds oh, like God. a season of Love Boat. <laughs> 
is what you've just described. No, it doesn't. Oh, it does. Bite your all of those, so all much those, better. All those guest stars. They're all, those are all Love Boat people. <laughs> Every one of them. They were they were like a very special guest star on Love Boat by that time because they were the ones that were still alive. That's, that's true. All right, I'll finally watch uh, this movie. I've just never. And everyone's you might always said have to rent it. I'm not sure. I've, I hardly ever see it streaming currently. Oh, you can stream it on Amazon Prime. What? There all you right. go. Tonight, are you doing core tonight? Damn it! Yeah, I have core. Uh, I have core. And then tomorrow, Kim gets home, so tomorrow's find good. some time to watch it with Carter because she would love it too. Okay, all right, Carter, did you hear that? Brian, Jim freaking Bacchus, Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, Spencer Tracy, Mickey Rooney. Well, you had me a Jim Bacchus. Uh, uh, Edie Adams. Yeah. Phil Silvers. Yeah. Who else Art, you got? Uh, not Art Carney. Uh, it sounds like he should be, though. Well, now we're getting into the now we're getting into the the lower. Uh, oh, Peter Falk, Norman <laughs> Fell, Mister Freaking Roper is in this. And now that that's your love boat right there. That guy was. Yeah, like, he's love boat for sure. Stan Freeberg, uh, uh, Don Knotts, Buster Keaton. Jeez, Buster uh, Keaton. Carl Reiner. Was Buster uh, Keaton was alive. <laughs> Buster Keaton was alive. Jerry Lewis, Jack Benny, Doodles Weaver. Oh, Doodles the, Weaver. Thank goodness I'm finally... Doodles Weaver. And the, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Never, and the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, anyway, It's they so fa- good. Yeah, it is. It's so good. The point is they found these monkeys that aren't supposed to be crossbred. <laughs> that was such a, that was such a, a, a monkey hole. It yeah. wasn't a rabbit hole. It was a monkey we hole. We went down a monkey hole. But they're, they're worried because they're not supposed to be hybrids of these two uh, species. And uh, they, they're concerned about what that could mean for stuff. So that's your whole story. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's the story. I like where we went instead. <laughs> I'm much happier where we went. It's totally fine. Yes. Did you, by the way, just a far better place? I just, I just realized something. Uh, That girl that was in the Finding Alaska show that we were just talking about, she's in a show called, or she was in a movie called Prey. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's so many things called Prey. Video games. There's multiple Mm -hmm. video games called Prey. Everyone gets confused. And then I forgot. Mm -hmm. In summer 2022, this year, we're getting a movie called Prey, which is about the. It's the origin story of the Predator. And it's, oh right! It's set around the world oh, of the Comanche Nation. Yeah, and guess who directed that? Freaking Dan Trachtenberg directed that movie. I'm oh, so excited. That's like, way cool. Good. Yeah, set 300 years ago. By the way, he's that guy who did that uh, that that short uh, featuring uh, Portal. Yeah, it's a Portal. Short. That guy. Yeah, the Portal short guy. He did the pilot for the boys, I think. Oh, did he? That's right. Yeah, he did. And then, the, and then uh, 10 Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Yeah. He's great. Which I, thought, which I thought was really good. Dan's legit. He, he makes cool shit. That rhymed. I didn't mm-hmm. mean to. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. And I've uh, got a really interesting topic today. So stay tuned yeah. for that. Before that, though, we need a song and Brian brung it. Sure. Uh, let's look at uh, David Knudsen. It's probably just pronounced. No, I think you do pronounce Knudsen. With yeah, a I knew a Knudsen you growing up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, this dude is from Minus the Bear. You know, one of that new crop of bands that has three words with the word the in the middle. Cage the Elephant. Young the Giant. Uh, also from the band Botch. Really, he's got a brand new solo LP called The Only Thing You Have to Change is Everything. This thing uh, came out this week, or I'm sorry, last Friday. So it's out. If you 
like this song, you can go uh, listen to the rest of it. This is so good, man. This is uh, the song Varv, V-A-R-V, from the brand new album, The Only Thing You Have to Change is Everything by David Knudsen. All right, we'll see you on the other side. For you, there's two musts. You must be Jewish and care about it, and you must not smoke. The Morning Stream. Lights. Camera. Kong. 
We're back, everybody. Who was that again? That was David Knudsen, and the song is called Varv, V-A-R-V, and it's it's really good. We knew a kid named something. I don't remember his first name. Eric, maybe, Knudsen, and we all called him Knuts. That was his name. Knuts. Knuts. Where, where are you guys going? Knuts house. Okay, then what? <laughs> oh, well, if his mom's not there, we're watching uh, uh, Robocop. Okay, cool. See you at Knuts' house. That's how I'd say it. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a whole story for you. Let's get Wendy in here. See what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. She's, uh, you know, my sister. She's uh, she's a professional. She's smart. She's S-M-I-R-T. <laughs> uh, there she, she is. is. She's uh, personable. She knows a lot of stuff. She knows a lot of stuff. And really, that's what we're going to tap into today. Everyone knows it's Look who it is. It's my sister, Wendy, a practicing hey. therapist who calls all the way from Minnesota. Hello, Wendy. Hi. I thought you said a practical. Pra- you're practical as well, yeah, I think. you're practical. I'm incredibly practical. Yeah. yeah. How does that feel? I don't do that. So how are you? What's practicality like? What's what's the deal there? Um, I, uh, I'm i actually not that practical. I'm, I guess I'm... What am I? Adam's very I'm practical. Boring. He is my, practical. Yeah. What does practical mean? Does it mean you're just like... Do things that make sense. You, yeah, <laughs> do exactly. things that make sense. You use yeah. your surroundings to their best, uh, to their best usage. Yeah, oh. that's a good, <laughs> that's a good that's way to really put good. that. You know, it started out as a good way uh, <laughs> to put it, but uh, it used the yeah, word "use" yeah. a lot, and I respect it that. Did. But yes, um, yes. but no, yeah. somebody who's like, well, I, all I think of it is like, um, you're not uh, okay. Let me put it this way: Wendy's not afraid to bungee jump off a high building. Sure, but she would do all the practical things around it to do it. Does that make sense? Hmm. So yeah. you're not like She'd do the research and say, all yeah. right, how many people have died doing this?" And sure, and uh, yeah, right. and you'd look. You at guys it. are hilarious. That's not me at all. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would bungee jump off a building and do no research. <laughs> really? Yeah. I know. I mean, that's you. That's the one weird different. What thing we meant between... is you're spontaneous. Yeah. What we love about you. Yeah. What we love about you is your spontaneity, and it's. Uh... Okay, I would say maybe what you mean to be saying is that I'm, I am down to earth. That doesn't mean I'm actually practical oh, or good yeah, at any okay. that's good. basic things. But I'm pretty, pretty. Unless you're bungee jumping, and then you're down to earth, and, and then I'm... you're up to earth, and then you're down, down to, earth, to earth, and then you're up to earth, up to yeah. earth. And then you laugh, and then they unhook you, and then you do it again. And you wet your pants a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little, just a little bit of pee that's right. comes that's out. Just, that's that's gravity. That's uh, nothing. <laughs> that's all good. Well, it's good to have you a few inches from Earth uh, while we have this discussion today. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you got a you got a contact from somebody. I don't know. Did you forward the email? I don't think you did. I did. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me pull it up real quick. I didn't see it this morning, so I will grab it. Well, real I fast. said it two seconds ago because I'm not practical. Oh, look how unpractical mm. you were today. I'm wow. Very impractical. Yeah, we take everything back that yeah. we said about yes, you. All of you. it was in jest. Just spontaneous. Um, that's all. I don't that's the only see. Compliment. I don't see it at all. What email did you what? send this to? I used your morning stream one. Oh, that's why it's in. I have it filtered. Okay, there it is. Uh, oh, this is super interesting. All right, so we're going to read this email and then it'll make sense on the other side. Wendy will explain it. So here we go. Uh, hi there, Wendy. I'm actually contacting you on a friend's behalf since, well, I'm a regular uh, show listener to you, Scott and Brian. Um, that is the proper billing, by the way. Wendy, mm-hmm. Scott, and Brian. That's how we like to do things. Right that here. is the order that they should. you should be saying our names. That's right. Yeah. It says, my friend Emily has worked in residential caregiving for several years, having been a care manager, working up from DSP position over time. I'm not sure what that is. DSP? Uh, d- uh, um, direct suspicion. 
penis. I have no idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I never heard that. Direct yeah, su- suspicion police. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Um, however, while she's considering going into school to learn to be a therapist in her own right, we've discussed some concerns and I wanted to get your professional opinion. So there are three things here. Number one, she's a professional that happens to be trans and that's led to issues both from the current legal landscape and in the work that she does with clients, as you might imagine. Number two, she's worried about not being able to be detached enough uh, to do the work because she very much throws herself into what she does in the name of helping others and has had mental and emotional breakdowns as a result of that. And number three, she's aware as a result of her own issues to work through. Would you suggest she look into therapy uh, of her own despite apparently no, uh, no one anywhere near local having an opening that's trans-friendly uh, anytime in the next eight months or so? Or would you have another recommendation? Thank you for your time and everything you might be able to offer uh, this person on behalf of another person. I won't say their names. So uh, that's interesting. Um, If you had to guess, Wendy, how many people are, I mean, that's probably not even a percentage, but how many people in your line of work are like trans, but also in your business of, you know, some form of like therapy or whatever? I think it's very common. Just curious. I don't know. Yeah, probably I, not. Much, I don't right? know, but I, I, it's definitely a niche that needs to grow. So, mm. interesting. Uh, but I don't know the number. I mean, there's definitely sort of LGBTQ plus friendly therapists that are, have good training, and you know, they'll usually advertise that, right? Like that's that's something you can know about them and ask about. Um, and so, you know, being able to find someone like that in a bigger city is pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, easy being a relative term because it's not easy to find anyone at the moment because everyone's booked. Well, let, me, um, let me tell you something that came off the top of my head. I was thinking last night when you were telling me about this uh, and, you, and then t- you can tell me if this is, I don't know, that, where my head's at with this. It seems like if you were, let's say you were somebody seeking therapy uh, and you were either in the middle of transitioning or you just had transitioned or wh- whatever, uh-huh. we're considering it and you find out Oh, I can. There's a there's this therapist who is not only uh, skilled in these specific areas and coping mechanisms and all of this, but they're also trans themselves. That seems like a goldmine. Like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this the direct connection to somebody with not only the 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 knowledge and the know how you know the, the wherewithal, but they've also been through this. They understand. They know who I am, and they because they're doing it themselves. Um, some might see that as how do I put this? Like you're, it could be a benefit or a harm. Yeah. Not maybe a harm, but like, like you're going, you're already feeling like you are, you're in a world that's hostile to you and your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and you're, you know, they're hostile to who you are. And now you're, you're going to go to somebody to try to work through some of that, who is also in a position in their life where people are hostile to them for who they are. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like there's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it doesn't make them neutral. Well, That's not the way I'm looking at it, but like, it, you know. Sympathetic or empathetic. Yes. And that'd be ultimate. I mean, they'll have the most empath- empathy, mm-hmm. but do you, but is there an issue with like, you're going to be, how do I put this? You're, you're, you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. I can't think of a good analogy for this, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, is it? <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I'll put it in therapeutic terms. Like, so the therapist's background should not matter. In fact, 
it, it poses some danger when it's exact same as your background mm. because therapists have to work pretty hard to not project their stuff on their client. So we have some words here. So one is counter-transference or transference. So you think of transference, I'm transferring my feelings onto you, right? <laughs> counter-transference is that your client comes in, tells a, about some trauma they've had, same trauma you've had, you are now picking up on their experience and you're, you're reactive or reacting to it and you're not in your best sort of neutral state of positive regard towards the person because they're triggering yeah. this sort of part of you, right? And right. so not that you can ever avoid any of that because this is just humans talking to humans, right? But when you get very clear about what your lines are, like, um, you know, I'm this or that, or I only work with these people or these different people, you're usually drawing a boundary about what you're you're sort of, you do your best working because you you don't get triggered in that realm. A lot of therapists come from, you know, they're helpers, right? Um, so the residential caregiving is, a, a, you know, there's, there's an extension of like, get more education. You're really good at talking to people and listening to people and they feel better after they talk to you, you know? So you can see how you would, you know, progress from there. Lots, I've known lots and lots of women in my life who had no professional degrees, but were lovely people and very good listeners and would say to me when they knew, found out what I did, just, Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Mm. Cause it just kind of was a natural extension of some of their, their, their natural skills or gifts or whatever. Right. Sure. And so you have caring people. You also have people who've been through some things very commonly because most people have been through some things. Right. But maybe they needed help and they got help and that inspired them. Like I have a, a friend who's a orthopedic surgeon um, he was born with a club foot and like all sorts of um, physical challenges. And his buddies through his childhood were orthopedic surgeons, right? He, he, his life has been altered forever for good because of that. So that was a driving force, even when he make it into medical school twice, like he still is there now, which is amazing. Right. But that mattered so much to him, how they were treated. So sometimes you'll have therapists that came from that kind of background where they got good help. Um, or they just feel called to it or whatever it might be now. So the, the actual, what I am and what I work with, that has to be dealt with by the therapist, which mm -hmm. is really what the question this friend is asking and for her friend is, is this a good idea when, you know, she is trans, she's had all sorts of issues. It's currently a pretty scary time to be openly trans and have, you know, sort of the news every few minutes is something horrible. And, you know, you're just not sure what's up and down yeah. um, in that regard to, to just jump right into, I want, I'm going to do this and I'm going to help other people and not maybe have a good grasp on your, your own stuff. Uh, that's the, that's the concern I'm hearing from the friend is like, you know, is she detached enough to do the work? And I'm going to say right now, there's no such thing as detached enough to do the work you have whatever triggers you and whatever doesn't. So I'm detached enough to do the work because this doesn't trigger me mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, someone coming at me with all my same stuff. That's going to trigger me. I can't detach from my own self. And so it's because you're not working with a robot. You're working with a human, right? Mm -hmm. But these very sort of obvious challenges that this trans woman is going to be dealing with. And then, you know, she wants to create it. Maybe she wants to create a niche for trans clients. 
you know, that's a great idea, but you can't do that. Just like any therapist shouldn't really do any of this without working on your stuff, right? So working on your stuff before is great. Often programs will have you um, do therapy while you're in the program. Um, and, you know, does, as much as the work you can do without having to work through it because your client brought it up, the better, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just going to be a better professional if you can make sure you've gotten your own care. And that's true. I think if you've heard me talk long enough, that's true for parents. <laughs> this is true for all the people, right? Like mm-hmm. if you think of, I don't know, think of anyone recently doing a thing that you're like, what in the world? And it's so obvious from the outside how dysfunctional that response was or how dangerous or, you know, whatever it might be. I can tell you right now, they haven't done their work, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't figured out what was driving them or, or why that impulse was there or, you know, to some extent, most of us. And that's why people often will have something hard happen or they'll behave in a way they really are not proud of. And then they go seek treatment to figure out what in the world that was about, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just very common, very normal. I, I think if I could do anything, it'd be to normalize this. You don't have to be perfect to be a therapist, but you are going to have a much harder road if you don't understand yourself and deal with your own trauma, right? Because trauma is what usually is triggering, is the most triggering thing in in therapy sessions. Um, And so you're just going to have a harder time doing the work. And it may mean, like she said, I think it was number two. um, She does think name in the name of helping others, throws herself in and then has a mental and emotional breakdown as a result of it. That is not a great sign if you're going to spend day in, day out listening to people's challenges. Because you can... We call it vicarious trauma. Mm. You can actually be traumatized by the things that you're hearing. Mm. Um, and do you do build up some sort of calluses around some of that. And, but especially when it's not related to you, you can have empathy and hear it. But if someone, like say you, you, you lost someone in a very tragic way, and then you have a client come in and talk about losing someone in that same kind of tragic way, and you haven't done your work, this is going to turn into your therapy session, right? Mm. So- um, really getting, you know, feeling solid before starting school would probably be important. Now, the third point was a problem is finding a trans-friendly therapist who has an opening locally. And that's why hard. there's a need for her to work, right? Like you can right. see that there is a large gap in these in these services. And this is going to be true everywhere unless you are in a big big city in even still um I, I don't know if i mentioned this last time but i recently met a therapist and what we normally do is exchange cards so that we can send each other referrals if we need to and both of us are like do not send me anyone <laughs> like this it's like the opposite now it's like don't i'm not getting give you my card because i don't have i don't have any room everyone's burned out like it's just as you all know from it, the various reasons mm-hmm. um this is not a time to be starting up with a therapist if you haven't met one yet. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But yeah. I have a couple of suggestions. Okay. First of all, do you guys have anything to say? Because I'm on a roll. No, no, no. Mm. Keep rolling. No. Roll okay. roll like the wind. Or this is an roll. area that I definitely don't feel like I can contribute to. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, so so number one, it is really important when to find someone who is trans friendly. And there are gonna be people who are trans unaware. Um, and, you know, capable of certain things. So I have a number of trans clients and I am trans aware, um, and I am doing my best, but I am not 
fully skilled like someone else might be. And so, you know, someone's, you know, one client's going to do a, a full transition and I am just working on other things that are in my wheelhouse and they will, you know, eventually meet with someone differently for that transition thing. So I'm working on the underlying anxiety and depression, et cetera. Right. Mm -hmm. And then another one, we've worked together for a long time and, you know, lots of good things have gone into that and it's going well. But if I start to feel out of my depth or not really sure what to do, it's my ethical responsibility to refer them to someone else who is qualified, more qualified to do that work. So I'm the neutral to positive example. Like you could come to me and we'd work on some things and I would, you know, but you, there might be some education I still need to do. And I have to be honest about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's a, there's a spectrum here all the way to people who are well-trained and this is like a thing that they do. Um, and they're awesome at it. Great. All the way to well-intentioned folks who really can do more harm than good. And so, especially when things can feel very suspect, right? Like mm-hmm. just, it's not, you're not sure. It's a little, it's a little bit like respond. going to a, going to a bricklayer to learn how to do accounting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yes. just the wrong person for the wrong job. And yeah. I guess the hard part is, you know, there's an assumption, I guess I will admit there's an assumption on my part that if you are a, a, a working psychologist who's seeing clients all the time, that you're just kind of up on everything. Yeah. But that would be like saying every dentist has the latest equipment. <laughs> and that's not always true. Yeah. Some of them are still jamming. Yeah, not at all. And we, we have to do training all the time. It's, you know, most states, it's 40 hours of continuing education over a two-year period. And you don't think 40 sounds long, but it is when you have to do it. <laughs> yeah. sounds, um, sounds and so long. you really should be upping your skills. But you may be hyper-focused on this. And you're, you can't study everything, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, and your practice could just be a different thing. And and then there are folks who have agendas. And that's because humans sometimes have agendas, right? Mm. Like they're uncomfortable. They haven't worked on their own stuff regards to LGBTQ stuff. So they really shouldn't be seeing somebody um, until they are at a different place or they that's just not a good fit for them mm. um, because they haven't figured that out or whatever. And not everyone should be seeing everyone, right? It's though we sort of often are like generalists because you have to be sometimes, um, that's not always accurate, like you're saying. Um, but also just like that it's a vulnerable place to be, right? You're going to yeah. open up about how you're feeling through about all these things. Um, and so there's this concept of self-determination that you, know, you can understand. And when a client comes in, you have to meet them where they're at. And what's tricky is this has been a recent thing that's happened one of my clients is just having someone be so supportive of her her trans identity. She's just telling her what to do. You got to do this and this and this, and this is the only way you're going to be happy Mm. because their kid or their friend did it. And that's not therapeutic or helpful. But even though it's supportive, it's lacks that self-determination and like really letting someone be where they're at and, Help them as they go to where they they want to be, right? Yeah. And it's just as bad as well. It's not just as bad. Probably it's better, but it's also problematic in the other way of don't do that. You're going to lose your family. You know, basically parroting back society's um, prejudices and fears towards them. Sure. I, and, and so that's tricky. And this I've said this a million times on the show when you're looking for a therapist is you got to click. So I get that 
this is a maze of nightmare to there's no one to find. And then when you find someone, you have to click like it's so frustrating. Mm. That's why a lot of people like CBT because it's very um, like homework based and directive and like, you know, you're going to be able to work with your thought. You don't have to love your therapist all the time for that to work. Yeah. Like it can be really effective with your therapist being not, not your favorite, but the, there are definitely those... other versions of therapy where you really have to click. You have to trust them. You have to open up. You have to be vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. And, and for anyone, anyone who doesn't really know scary. what that is, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Therapy. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, and so this, this is going to matter. And so a couple of ideas on her third point with, which is just, you know, yes, I would suggest she looks into therapy. Um, and you might have to get creative about how to find it. So, and I, I'm sure this resource on here before, but psychologytoday.com has a find a therapist um, search button. Pretty much every therapist is on it. I'm not, <laughs> but plenty are. And, and it's because you have to like opt out of it when you do a bunch of continuing education. So a lot of people just have it and, and it's a good resource. And there you can read, it'll list, Anyone in your zip code that's available to you, it will show you if they are trans-friendly or not. You can specifically um, search for that and do your best to find somebody locally. Now, because of telehealth and statewide licensing, there might be whatever state they're in, there might be someone they could see uh, online that's still in their state who's trans-friendly. That is probably the best bet Mm -hmm. um, is to look for that. And then if there is literally no one and this is risky because it is not um, the same thing as therapy, but there may be some type of coaching um, services that are trans-friendly that can help you sort of work through some of this. I don't know how the depth of this stuff, and, and life coaches basically are trained to, if it's out of their depth, they refer on to therapists very quickly. So this really would be more about positive, it's kind of a positive psychology thing of like, how do we get you to your goal and that type of thing? It's not going to be dive deep into any of your trauma. Um, but it may be helpful in the process of just figuring out if this is really the work you want to do. But my first, that that's the desperate part. There is some resources there, but the the key really will be finding someone within your state, which is now an option that wasn't sort of two years ago. Therapists were not doing online and now they many of them still do it. Um, and so that, that is an option to find someone not so local, but that is trans friendly. So that's what I would suggest. And, you know, just to, to, to boost her career chances of being successful and balancing these things is to, to get help first would be really helpful. It sounds like she starts the program in eight months. Yeah. According um, to the, yeah, the way their email. Yeah. Reads, huh? So that's some good time to do some, some good work and, and then school will trigger a bunch of stuff and. We have to work through that then. And, you know, that that's part of what grad school for this actually is, is a lot of that self-work. So, you know, she'll get lots of practice at this and, and it'll help her decide if this is what she wants to do. Yeah. I, I know maybe, maybe this is a strange thing to say. Um, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. So I'm just going to say it. Uh, I, if I had a therapy, I don't have therapy right now, but if I did and, you know, Wendy's always saying everybody should have therapy so maybe i should but not in any kind of therapy or anything but if i did is it weird that i would i would love it if i had a trans therapist 
<laughs> is that a weird thing to say? Because the reason I'm saying that is I think I like that. To me, there's a wealth of experience there that I don't get from just some vanilla therapist. It's somebody who understands a lot more about a lot more stuff than than you're it's a weird assumption, I know, because you're all real smart. Don't get me wrong. All you practicing therapists out there, all you psychologists, even psychiatrists, you're all brilliant, okay? But for some reason, I, I want somebody with some... Who's with, been through some things. Been through some stuff because I feel like mm-hmm. that... Then, I mean, then I'm just in awe of them almost. It's like, wow. Not that I need them to be on a pedestal, but I mean, like, I, not only am I talking to somebody who understands all this human th- uh, behavior stuff, they understand how the human mind works, they understand all the blah, 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 and they, they're going to know how to help me, but they've really had to learn how to help themselves, too. There's something about that for me. Is that yeah. a weird thing? Or is that not weird? No. Okay. I mean, no, and everyone's different. Like, someone else might have the exact opposite feeling of, like, I want someone who has their their like their life looks like it's really functioning well so I can like get that energy or, or I want somebody who, uh, yeah. So, so for example, it's really difficult sort of on a general level to find a black therapist Mm. and there's a really cool, um, foundation. If anyone has some money, they want to donate somewhere that does some great stuff. It's the Loveland foundation. And basically it's to help support black therapists in their training um, and then providing scholarships essentially for black women to have access to that therapy. And that's because that worldview, it, you can't replicate it. You, you can't get it. You don't, you, there's no way to empathize with that in a particular way that sometimes I think people might need. Um, and then there are some times where your empathy is sufficient, right? So I had a good friend with, uh, had a sort of really terrible medical thing happen and became disabled in her mid twenties and, um, you know, tried a bunch of different therapists to just sort of figure out how to live a new life. And it was difficult. The matching up was very difficult. And the one that finally clicked with her was a guy who went blind, um, in his late twenties. Oh, geez. And so, and the line to get into him was like a million miles long. Mm. Because A, he was very good, but he was very good because he dealt with his stuff, did his own work, and then that was a an asset. And that can be the same thing for this person, mm. right? That no. it it's either a hindrance or an asset if you if you come with too much stuff. But you have to put mm. it in order and you have to know what it is and you have to be able to work with yourself um so that you don't make your therapy for someone else about you or your issues or your agenda usually unconsciously, right? Like it's very rare anymore that anyone's just like, you know, I'm going to go out there and make someone not gay or not trans or not whatever. It's, it's not that at all for the most part. I mean, well, there's also, there's also a tendency I think for people to see what you and others do and go, well, they're almost like robots. They, they've got it all figured out clearly or why else would they have this job? And that's crazy to think that, right? Because you're all human yeah. beings and you've got your own, you know, tendencies, weaknesses, strengths, whatever. And you may have, have a big toolbox of coping mechanisms that you can now share and and stuff, but it doesn't mean that you don't need them. In fact, what's that, yeah. Brian, what was that HBO show that was so good with, um, oh, geez, Irish actor in therapy? No, 
uh, oh yeah, Griffin or, not, or Gabriel Byrne in treatment. In yeah. treatment, mm-hmm. um, in treatment and then was. Then we came back and did one with Udo Azubo or U- Udo Azubo from uh, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, I never saw the new one. I meant to do that. The new one was really good too. Yeah. Face uh, followed exactly the same um, format. Same format. As the, uh, the yeah, Gabriel I Byrne really one. liked it because there was these the, the parts where Gabriel Byrne would have to go talk to Diane Weiss, his his uh, mm-hmm. therapist. Yeah. Was this yeah. like, oh, right, right. This is how you deal with stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you've got your own things. In his case, I think, like, what was it, like a divorce or dealing with his kids or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's just so easy on the outside to see this. I, I do this with doctors, too. Uh, or I think a lot of people do it with doctors and professionals of lots of types, but especially those who deal with, like, human beings. So whether it's your mental health yeah. or your physical health, you see them and you just think, well, they're obviously uh, eight levels above everyone else. Um they're, you know, they went to school for 10 years to do this. Like they must not be able to do anything wrong. Well, of course they can and do like, yeah. or just mistakes or whatever. And I think that's an important part of this for whatever reason. I think it's important anyway, that we at least acknowledge that, you know, these are people. And people, sometimes therapists go on vacation. So everybody, it's going to be all right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. It's like a teacher a little bit. Like they don't, they mm-hmm. live in the school. They need to not be outside of the school. Yeah, they um, just exist yeah. there. And part of that is because <laughs> when you're really relying on someone, and for a period of time, sometimes it's that that therapist is like holding, helping hold your life in their hands, right? You're incredibly vulnerable to them. And and when that's the case, sometimes we need that perfect person to be kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's understandable. And then here's where it's tricky is that therapists and doctors also know this and have also thought of doctors and therapists this way. So there is a huge pressure to know all the answers, which is why sometimes people can do work out of their scope because they want so bad to have the answers and find the answers and work hard to get the answers. Um, it's not usually because they're jerks. It's usually because they're just really trying to do help everyone because they're supposed to know and they're supposed to be able to do it and they're supposed to be okay, yeah. which I think the pandemic was a great little lesson, especially for me of like, Oh, what happens when I'm in the same pandemic as my client? Yeah. Yeah. You don't don't have to live in some rarefied air where there's no pandemic where Wendy lives. It's, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. Everybody does. It doesn't. And sometimes we'd be talking about homeschooling our kids while, you know, Pete's outside my office door, hot glue gunning his hand to, (laughs) I don't know, something on fire. And I'm and I'm telling my client about it, and I'm like, "Oh man, should I pay you? I don't know whose therapy this is right now." Like, yeah. it was really difficult to to figure out that line, and I had to just stop reading stuff and paying attention so much to 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 news and things because I, I was just like losing my capacity to not be be traumatized myself. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really hard, and so that's why yeah. therapists need therapists, and that's why therapists need colleagues to to work it out through and you know talk through cases and you know all those different things and everyone's at a different place in their training too so it's like i wish we could you know you can still be helpful but also infuse a lot of compassion with you know everyone's growing and figuring things out and 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 so this friend of this emailer maybe end up being fantastic at this right now uh looks concerning right like mm-hmm. You know, whenever she's really helping others, she has emotional mental breakdowns. That does not seem like a good idea. Um, and so 
it it's that, you know, where she is at this moment is not where she will be after two years of graduate school and 4,000 of supervised hours and, you know, working in clinics and with people and doing her own work. It's going to be a very different place. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of stuff ahead of you. So, you know, support and having people with you as you do it is going to be important too. It's nice having this friend reach out for I know. Person. Sure, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool to see that um, kind of support. So, I don't know. I think you're on the right track. And I think it was a good discussion today about what to do and how to do it. <coughs> and also, if I could I just get... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, if I can get a... I would like a black um, gay... Oh, yeah. You and um, your category. Black yeah. gay little person. Little person. Trans. That's, that's uh, trans. I want. That's the therapist that I want. Someone who's been through it all and come out she is on the other side. until 2026. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And she'll be like, uh, excuse me, heterosexual white guy. What do you need? I know. I know. Look, I, oh, I will sorry. fully copy You have this. problems with combo meals? Darn. Uh, let me see if I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, seems pretty pretty lame. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Anyway, uh, sorry, you were going to say something, Wendy. Oh, uh, now I forgot. Oh, Yay, yeah. look at that. This is what it's I do. so easy to get me to forget things. Just say something else. <laughs> That's what happens to me. I, I had a question earlier for Amy when she was on for a book segment, and I forgot what the crap I wanted. To, I still don't remember. What do I even do? Yeah, what do we even do? Yeah, I have a question generally, and I would love an email about this if somebody um, wants to uh, divulge. Um, just generally the burnout people are experiencing. Yeah. And how, again... Like the global experience, the global experience of a pandemic, right? Was just such a fascinating social experiment. And it might be know. fascinating oh, yes. again Please. since the numbers More. are up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like the sort of the winding down aftermath of this uh, is interesting in some of its global application as well. And just the numbers are showing it in lots of different ways. But just my anecdotally, there's not a client I have who's not a little burned out and everyone I know. And I just wondered if there's, you know, someone want to talk through and we could get into what are the actual symptoms of it? Because it's not just burnout from work. Mm. I think we always think, Oh, I'm burned out from work. Yeah. I'm burned out from taking kids care of kids all the time. I'll just switch work. Right. So that's right. kind of been one of the things people have done in the past. They just switch it up and then they feel better or whatever. But I think it's, uh, it doesn't work. I mean, I, I shouldn't say it happen. doesn't work for everybody, but there are people I know who, um, myself included, like, you're like, oh, I just need a couple of days away. And then you do a couple of days away and you're like, that didn't really help because all I did was think the whole time about this other thing and I still feel burned out. So it's like a different kind of burning out. It's like a. It is. It is. Existential so I'd love burnout. to have someone's uh, take that we could kick off from and we could. Yeah. I would as I would as well. So if anyone out there has any thoughts on that, send those in the morning stream at gmail.com. Uh, in the meantime, uh, make sure you bookmark realsteps.org. Not currently taking new people, but when it does, you're going to want to have that handy. And uh, yes. And if you have, uh, if you, well, I promise we won't email you many times, but if you want to sign up, um, get on our email list, we're going to send something out in the next week or so. That's um, some previews of some different things we're doing. And, uh, we'd love people to, we're actually going to interview a few people if anyone's willing and you don't have to have already participated in real steps. Um, we'll interview some people who have, of course, and then we want to, you know, see if anyone outside is willing to just talk through with, through us, we'll, 
with us through. Thank you. <laughs> not with us through, through, it, through it with us through, through uh, it. it with us. What they, uh, yeah, just their sort of thinking and <laughs> what has worked for them and not in the past, and just sure. a little market research. If anyone is bored, I know everyone's bored and burned out. Don't you want to talk to me about not bored, but definitely burned out? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah so, that yeah, feeling yeah, of so like, I wish I was bored. I would love to mm-hmm. be bored. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that anymore. I've lost the ability to be bored. I don't know how to do it. I want to. I've tried. Yesterday, I was like, you know, I'm going to sit in this chair in the sun for a while, and I'm just going to try to be bored. I couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I couldn't be bored. I still had lots of ideas and lots of things, lots of stuff, and I was just still like, you know, the time Ooh, went too quick. Ooh, I could make that. Ooh, I could draw that. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. I need boredom. All right. doesn't happen. Anyway, uh, well, it's always good to uh, hang and chat. I hope that... Uh, I hope I hope Peter's not glue gunning anything to anything. That seems bad. Oh, me, so. he's yeah. making his own greenhouse now. And I said, "Hey, can't we just buy a like a little one?" And he's Jeez. like, "No, I need the glass, and I need a glass cutter." And I'm like, "Okay, no, what?" He's gonna retire. <laughs> he's gonna retire you guys. He's gonna retire you guys. He's gonna be the one that does the most amazing stuff, and you guys can just like easy street it for your golden years. Right. I'm telling you. Yeah, right. if I could get him out of a house and to school on time. <laughs> Just, just glue gun him to a school bus and you're set. Yeah, you're all set. There you go. I don't know if it'll adhere that long. Hopefully. Don't sweat. Just tell him don't sweat. Be fun. Don't sweat. Uh, have a wonderful week and uh, we'll yeah, see you next you time. Too. Bye now. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay, see ya. All right. There goes my sister. She's off. She's out. She's off. She's in. She's out. All right. So programming note. Yeah. No PM edition tomorrow. Instead, we're doing oh. an AM. Well, not AM. A, a noon it'll be, edition. It'll be, we'll turn into PM. It'll be instant PM. Instant PM for some of you. I guess if you live on the East Coast, it'll still be morning or West Coast sure. rather. But uh, we are starting a, a play date at noon tomorrow. And I think probably <clears throat> I've been getting a lot of people poking me about Among Us. They just want to get back in there. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, fine with that. Among Us, sure. I love mm-hmm. playing that with you guys. So, so please um, bring it in. Uh, so anyway, that'll be tomorrow noon right here at frogpants.tv if you want to watch it live. And uh, Brian, remind them again about your Coverville plans today. Yeah, Coverville uh, today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Uh, songs, covers of songs that turn 50 years old today. And like I said, I put on a, a playlist while I was riding yesterday of 1972 hits. I'm like, oh my God, that song is 50 years old. Oh, that one's 50 years old. But the good news is I've got great covers of all of them, so that'll be coming up today. 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Coverville. Excellent. Coverville. In the meantime, help us out over at patreon.com slash TMS. We are halfway through this month and heavily uh, uh, directed toward the June month, so get uh, out there and get it done. A dollar a month is all you'd have to get in to be a you know, a baseline a supporter, and it's really nothing like a buck Can't a month. Beat that it's like, easy in this world easy. of like hyperinflation. Look at what we're right. doing, keeping right. it real, man. Exactly. Get in there for a dollar, even though everything else costs way more than that. Patreon.com slash TMS. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian has music. Play your music, please. <laughs> I have music. Play my music. Okay. All right. Matt Roden said uh, May 22nd is my 40th birthday. He's not a patron. So he, uh, well, we would normally this might be a Friday uh, uh, PM song. Oh, but I see. He's not a patron. So we wouldn't hear it anyway. But we don't have a patron uh, MP- TMS PM tomorrow anyway. So blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Uh, May 22nd. There you go. <laughs> well done. And May 21st marks my four-year anniversary of being cancer-free. I'm a bagpiper. 
Sorry. And I would love to hear a cover with bagpipes. If not, anything Scottish or Irish would be great. Uh, listen to Claire, for example. It would be just fine with me to play this anytime in May. I'm not currently a patron, but I listen to every show available for free, and I have since the beginning. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I love the emphasis on I. Well, I do it all for free. Right, exactly. I don't support you in any way. Play a song for me. I'm just kidding, Matt. (laughs) Happy birthday, and and, uh, we love you. Uh, All right, this is great. There's a a band um, that I I follow that I love called the Red Hot Chili Pipers, and they are a bagpipe band that does, as you might guess, uh, covers of pop songs, not just Red Hot Chili Peppers. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I've got a cover by them of a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. However, I do have uh, this great one right here. What they do, by the way, is they they mix in traditional Scottish jigs and and um, and stuff in with the covers that they do. So, mm. for example, this mm. cover you're about to hear of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." combines the Tears for Fears song with uh, a song called "The Bung." The Bung. <laughs> the Bung. Sweet. The bung, yeah, which as we learned yesterday is uh, what was it? It was like a law firm or something, or oh, the law no, no, firm. There was, they were suing. It was the bald guy getting sued because his boss called him the c word. Oh, and they worked for some bung corporation or something. They worked for the bung corporation, yeah, whatever they right. do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Listen, uh, when you work with uh, alcohol, when you're a distiller or a winemaker. The um the cork that you put in the keg, I believe, I believe is called the bung. That's the bung. Okay. So when you and say something plugs, got all and bunged, it plugs the bung hole. So when you say something plugs. got bunged up, you use you mean it got the hole's been yeah. the bung hole. Yeah. Okay. The the, the bung the uh, the the cork has been uh, lost. Yeah. That's what the I'm bung. Saying, yeah. All right. Cool. It's been bunged. It's yeah. been bunged up. All right. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Pipers from the album Octane from 2016. Here's the cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. See you guys at Playdate and the rest of you on Monday.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Let's be really honest. No. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.